Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture to even your Christian denominational circles. How? By the renewing of your mind and radio conversation. Now I'm going to do something that I never would have thought I could have done, would have done. I'm going to sing. To God be the glory, great things He hath done. So loved He the world that He gave us His Son. Now that's as far as it's going to go because as you can tell, I'm not really a gifted singer. But that's one of the beautiful things about the old classic hymns. You didn't necessarily have to be the most amazing singer, but the the words were so powerful and the, and the majesty of it all and then singing corporately with, with others was just a a beautiful thing and and who would have thought that that I would have become a fan of Fanny Crosby I mean I would have died laughing at you if somebody would have said you know you're a, you're 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 a fan of somebody named Fanny um it would have been even a bigger joke to uh to say that um you know I would would be leading a church and, and singing hymns every Sunday. Well, as a pastor of a small and older group of of folks in Ravensdale, Washington, I've I found myself wearing the the hat of music pastor. And uh, unfortunately, the Lord has seemed fit to uh, to take three of our music pastors um, to be in heaven with him over the past five years. And you know, I wasn't you know I wasn't raised in the church. Um, but every church that I started to attend from about 17 years old on had a rich history in, in singing hymns. Heck, the, uh, the church um, really meant hymns to me, even growing up. I mean, if, you know, I were to, you know, if somebody were to ask me, well, what's a church like? I, I probably first thing would have said, well, I guess it's just a, a bunch of people's, you know, singing hymns. Well, once I got married, I, I started attending Grace Community Church where where uh, Pastor John MacArthur has been serving for for many years, and one of the cornerstones of Grace is their just their outstanding orchestra, their you know hundred person choir, uh, their music pastor Clayton Herb, who's uh, who's just a mad master of leading worship from from the hymnals. And, and over the past twenty five years, I've I've just been blessed by by hymns, and one of my favorite hymns is. Is Blessed Assurance by by Fanny Crosby. You know, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. You know that song. You've, you've, you've sung it before. And Fanny also wrote, you know, To God Be the Glory, the first song that I was singing, and Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior, and, and Praise Him, Praise Him, along with, you know, 9,000 other hymns. 9,000. Have you done 9,000 of, of anything? Well, Fanny was uh, born in New York in 1820. Uh, very, very fascinating life. I'm not going to go into to everything, but within two months of of birth, she she became ill, and 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 a man pretending to be 
a, a doctor and, and selling kind of homemade remedies recommended hot mustard be applied to her eyes, which caused a, a permanent blindness. Could you imagine having a, a, a young baby and just some, something's wrong and somebody pretending to be a doctor blinds your child forever? I mean, if anybody, anybody had a right to be bitter, it, it would have been Fanny Crosby and, and her parents. Ironically, when asked about uh, the event, her comment was, do you know if, if at birth, if I were able to make one petition, it would be that I was born blind. Why? Because when I get to heaven, the first face I would see ever in my sight would be that of my Savior. I mean, that just gives you just a, a glimpse into her heart and, and just what kind of person Fanny Crosby was. Her, her love for poetry began at eight years old. At eight years old, she penned, Oh, what a happy soul that I am. Though I cannot see, I am resolved that in this world, content to be as I am. Again, eight years old, just totally satisfied and content with, with being blind. She also had a great zeal for memorizing God's word, and, and she would memor, memorize up to five chapters of scripture a week at times. Well, what an amazing woman, what an amazing person, and, and what a great way to, to leave a mark in this world, not only through music and poetry, but, but music that worships God, music that helps you and I worship God. Well, what are hymns? Well, hymns are what, you know, just a genre or a, a type of, of music, a type of song. And, and so what makes them, you know, so different? Well, specifically, they're written with purpose, with the purpose of adoration or, or a prayer addressed to God. The word hymn comes from, you know, the Greek hymnos, which just means a song of praise. And typically hymns are, are, are based from, from scripture as, as devotionals. And I've, I've used hymns as, as little prayer starters for, for years now as maybe I feel like my, my prayer life is slowing up a little and uh, I, I, I just want it to not sound the same every day. And, and I'll just start reading from my hymnal. And those will launch me right into uh, relevant prayers for my life. Let me be clear, though, what hymns are not. Hymns are not God-breathed. Hymns, hymns are not scripture. I mean, I, 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 I love hymns, but they're not on the, the, the same playing field as, as the Bible. But they do have tradition, and they do have theological and, and, and doctrinally uh, sound uh, words in them, and, and they've stood the test of time. One of the things I enjoy about hymns is, is just the sense of, 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 of reverence and awe that they, they bring to worship. There's a, a, a time for songs of, of praise and spiritual songs, and, 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 and yet we seem to see hymns being removed from the church today. And I believe there's a, a time and a place for hymns as well. And I'm concerned that, that we're going to lose just a glorious tradition if we're not careful. I mean, just, just think about it for a second. How many churches do you know that actually have hymn books anymore? And then how many churches do you know that, that have hymn books that, that sing from them? 
the richness and the depths of our hymns should be preserved and, and kept alive. Um, now, I'm not saying that, you know, Chris Tomlin or modern musicians are bad. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. Uh, I mean, I love the, you know, lots of different types of Christian uh, music and, and especially the artists that, you know, that we play, you know, here on our sister station, Spirit 105.3. What I am saying, though, is that the modern church is, is abandoning hymns. And I think that's dangerous. I, I actually think it's it's very dangerous. I believe that that hymns have a a significant place in our in our worship. Why? Because God does. Throughout the scriptures, God talks about hymns, and and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But there, there's some great reasons to to keep hymns. I mentioned earlier our Christian heritage. When you're singing, a mighty fortress is our God. This was written by by Brother Martin Luther over 500 years ago. Uh, you you get exposure to to just great classics, a great classic writing, and 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 that's that's good for your soul. You're you're exposed to amazing poetry. Hymns are are are, are just beautiful uh, poems. It gives worship a sense of, of great majesty and, and, and beauty. It's not just entertainment. Great hymns uh, just, you know, embody Christian truth. And, 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 and that's a great thing for us to, to, to implant in our minds and, and in our hearts. Great hymns and, and hymns, they, they actually teach us doctrine as we're singing. A lot of our doctrine uh, that we've have memorized is actually not scripture. It's actually great hymns. Overall, it'll contribute to the to the to the depth of your Christian experience as a whole. Which part of that is helping us just just to lift our hearts up to God in that res- reverence, in that awe, in that majesty. It helps us to to exalt and magnify to exalt and magnify God, not, not always to put him on the level playing field as, as friend, which, which he is, but he's also our defender, our maker, the judge of the universe. And then finally, one of the great reasons for, for us to keep and, and maintain hymns is, is because they harmonize with Scripture. There's a harmony with Scripture. There's a there's a naturalness to it that that again, like I said, is as as you're as you're walking along the side and as you're meditating throughout the day, it, it gives you a, a way to to line up scripture in in poetry and in, in music, and and so that becomes just a, a a great way to meditate on on God and God's word day and night. I mean, how else would you do that when you think about it? When you think about the Old Testament, when you're reading those things in Psalms and Proverbs, Psalms, Psalms, the largest book in the Bible, 150 chapters in Psalms, what, are, what were they designed to do? To be memorized through song. I mean, if you stop and think about that for a second, the largest book in the Bible was intended for us to memorize. And, and so those were, were psalms, and those are songs that were put together with, with instruments and music. And one of the great things I love about the psalms is, is how the psalms usher in. Look, bring it on. Bring, bring it all in. You know, the timber, the cymbal, the, you know, 
let him who have breath praise the Lord. You know, Psalm 150. You, you can dance, you can clap, you can stand, sit. You know, it's, it's full out, full throttle worship. And then within that worship, you are also singing about the great things that God hath done, the great things that God will do, the great character of who God is, the, the reason that he is to be praised and worthy of praise and worthy of our adoration. And when you start singing hymns and you're, you're joining in that chorus, you know, you're joining in the, the tradition of the great angels who sit and praise God all day and all night. And so when we come back, we'll learn more about Fanny Crosby and hymns. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Oh, wow. How do you interrupt C.C. Winans singing a classic hymn? I just want to dive right in and sing with you and sing with the great choir. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Oh, get excited just, just thinking about it. Can you think of anything better than starting your day and in the Spirit of God just just singing praises to him. Uh, I love it. And I'm, and I feel very blessed that, that I've been given the opportunity to, to be exposed to hymns. And you just heard a a modern version of an old classic hymn and and what we can do with, with hymns and the arrangements. And, you know, I, I, I know why God didn't bless me with amazing musical talent because I, I probably would not have used it to, to praise him. I would have been proud as a peacock and, you know, just saying for my own glory, but oh boy, do I um, just appreciate uh, beautiful voices and and people like Fanny Crosby who devote their life uh, for us, so that we can be enriched um, through music to to love our God more, to serve Him better. When we look at the scriptures, the the scriptures talk about music a lot. Um, the the part of the worship. In fact, we we. When we say worship, most people immediately think we're talking about music only. The, the worship service really began as, as, a, as a sacrificial service, right, in the Old Testament. And you were going to go and, and, and make your offering and sacrifice, and somewhere in there would be music and singing. And, and we've kind of changed it to where worship is, is only music, but 
definitely a, a major part throughout the scriptures in Colossians three sixteen and repeated in Ephesians five nineteen. The the Bible lists that there's different types or, or ways to worship through song, through psalms, through hymns, spiritual songs, and, and singing with thankfulness. Ephesians five nineteen describes as making a melody in your heart, making a melody in your heart, and so one of the things that troubles me so much is, is, is so much division within the church. You know, should we have hymns or not? That really shouldn't be the question. Uh, of course you should be hym- have hymns. Of course you should have spiritual songs. Of, of course you, you should have songs that make melody from, from your heart with, with, with passion. The key to remember is, is, is the purpose, the purpose of, of, of music within the churches is to worship to praise, to extol, and to honor God, not to entertain ourselves. Now, it's, it's awesome when you're entertained by the, the talent, but that's not the purpose of why we're singing. The purpose is to praise the Almighty. And, and I'm all for enjoying the music that you sing, but it's more important that God enjoys really our offering. It's, it's like a a sweet fragrance to his nose. It's it's a sweet sound to his ear. And I mean, after all, if if God wants, I mean, he's got the angels, the myriads upon myriads of angels, and, and if he wants, the rocks will will cry out to him. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be outdone by no rock. And that's pretty sad. Well, Acts 16.25 talks to us about when, when Paul and Silas, when, when they were in jail and um, you know, imprisoned, they used music to to comfort themselves. I mean, how often have you done that? Where you're maybe you're you're sad. And I'm, I mean, they have a whole genre, you know, love songs, right? So you know, when somebody breaks up with you, and you know, you you go and you start singing love songs. But you know, these 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 songs were there for Paul and Silas when when they were in jail, and and they comfort each other how by by praying and by the singing of hymns. They were singing hymns of praise. They were in jail, praising God in music. Could you imagine being the jailer or being in there and there are those guys in the corner and they're just, you know, having a good time, having a little, you know, little worship fest. I, I, I love the, the stories that, that hymns tell. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. Mm. What, a, what, a, what a, a masterful story. I love that they remind us of, of who we can trust. What a friend we have in Jesus. They, they, they call us to, to be reverent. Holy, holy, holy. Now, as a pastor, you know, I, I'm jealous of, of my friends, you know, Fanny Crosby and, and Charles Wesley. I mean, golly, just, just think of Charles Wesley, you know, writing, and can it be, you know, one of my favorite hymns, my, my, my chains fell off and, and my soul set free. And I could spend all my life trying to come up with a, a little hook like that and, and, and never be able to do it. And yet brother Wesley gives us this just beautiful picture of how our sins have been forgiven and paid for. And now we're free from the, the shackles of sin and now able to be slaves of righteousness. Speaking of slavery, I mean, think, think about John Newton as he penned 
Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Nothing sweeter than the sound and the understanding of God's grace. We mentioned earlier Martin Luther. A mighty fortress, a mighty fortress is our God. Well, my kids, uh, you know, they, they may barely remember my sermon from a half an hour earlier. You know, I quiz my kids, you know, it's not that fun being a pastor's kid, I guess, but I'll quiz my kids, you know, a half an hour, an hour later, maybe the next day. Hey, what did I preach on? Now, really, I'm checking on myself. I'm not trying to be critical of my kids. You know, I'm trying to see, hey, if I, if I did a good job, then I should have presented it in a way that, that they could remember. But it's amazing how many times it gets a little sketchy. Maybe they get two out of the four points. But you think of the, of the songs. And very rarely do they not remember not only what the songs were, but then singing the songs. You just think of, of what kind of an impact that these, these, these hymns and these worship songs have. Well, at Rainier Christian Schools, you know, I'm around a, a, a lot of teenagers, especially our high school. And here's, you know, the statement you hear. Why are hymns so boring? Well, not to be funny or sarcastic and say, well, why are you boring? It's not the hymn that's boring. It's you that's boring. I mean, think about it. Any song or any sermon for that matter depends on, on the delivery and, and the heart behind it. Some of the best worship I've ever been involved in has been with hymn only, no instruments, just the, the sound of human voice. In fact, when I was in Los Angeles, I I, I used to serve at, at a place called the Bible Tabernacle, and this was a, a men's recovery camp. And I'm talking about some former hardcore gangbangers, you know, the Crips and the Bloods and Mexican Mafia types. And not only did they have the the the, the drug pass, they or, or the gang pass, they had the drug and the alcohol abuse, and all that led them to a, you know a form of homelessness. And and then they find Jesus. And, you know, when you've led this kind of lifestyle, you, you just don't snap your fingers. And so there's this camp called the Bible Tabernacle where they could go and live for a year. Well, every single night uh, they would conduct chapel and they would bring in a guest, uh, a, a guest preacher. And I was the, the Thursday night guest preacher. And it was really where I, I learned how to, how to preach was, was there. You know, they let us young guys loose on them and, and um, you know, we, you know, kind of had some practice. Now, I was the one that was weakly blessed by them time after time as I would go up there and be worn out and physically exhausted and tired from, from work and seminary and, and life and, and going up there, hopefully trying to deliver this, this message of God. They would deliver this encouraging message by their, by their music. They would just sing with all their heart, with all their passion. And let me tell you, they couldn't hold a tune half as good as me. Anybody would say, just by judging their voice, that has got to be the worst music you've ever seen. And it, it was the most beautiful worship I've ever been a part of because it came from the heart. It came from their soul. And they were singing just these classic hymns that were telling a, an, an amazing story. At Rainier Christian, our, our 
you know, our students are young and they go to church and they listen to, you know, secular music at home and, and they're drawn to the modern rock and pop and country rap and et cetera. And, and their flesh draws them to, to want sugar for dinner, you know, and, and to want the catchy hooks and kind of the mindless beats. And the problem is, is that's just not worship. That's not worship. And unfortunately, they take that into church and, and that's dangerous. And as much as I appreciate Fanny Crosby and the other writers of hymns, I, I, again, I must remind my, my fellow hymn lovers not to become conceited or legalistic in this area. Our, our churches need to integrate, but it doesn't mean that we totally throw out all the other music. In fact, I, I think a beautiful way to worship is, you know, you open up with maybe that classic piano hymn, and, and then you bring in the spiritual songs, the contemporary worship, and you have this amazing crescendo of just ultimate passionate worship in the middle and then you have your sermon and and then you close with again a, a good classic hymn and and in that you would sing you know maybe five songs but you would have a really good blend and again my concern is that today in the christian circles that when less than four percent of of music sold is is the classic or the hymns that that we may be driving hymns to extinction Writers like Fanny Crosby have had a, a unique ability to pull, to pull us up to the heavens towards the Almighty rather than us pulling God down to us. And, and I hope that we can preserve that great, rich tradition. One of my great hopes is that, that when Jesus Christ comes back, that I'm singing one of these favorite hymns with my family and with my friends. So before you throw away your hymn books... Think Again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again, Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.